Welcome back to the Coven. I'm your host, Shweta Sandrajan, and I am the legendary Wicked Witch of the Sound Waves. Joining me today is... Leah Weisbecker Lodge. How are you doing, Leah? I'm tired. <laughs> that is a perpetual mood. I have gotten like probably like four hours of sleep like every single night just because of school. Um, so what like what's piqued your interest recently? Um, I guess the... The election. <laughs> oh, God, that's just dominating the <laughs> yeah. entire news cycle. You can't escape it, man. It's freaking me out. <laughs> Hopefully, nothing bad happens. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully, America is still intact after November 8th. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But um, today, I kind of want to take a look into what's bubbling in the cauldron, which is the passing of the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, also known as the notorious RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died recently. Uh, she died on September 18th uh, from complications to metastatic pancreatic cancer. She was 87 years old. Uh, I was told to say, uh, may her memory be a blessing. She was a legend. She was an icon. Yeah, I'm so sad about her passing. Um, so, Leah, what do you think about the passing of Justice Ginsburg will mean for women, women's rights in America, or just in general? Um, I think it's not going to be good for women, especially since there are so few like left left leaning justices in the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. and. You know, she fought really hard for, like, women's abilities, not just in, like, the Supreme Court, but, like, as a lawyer herself. Yeah, definitely. I actually do want to get into um, why she got her title, the Notorious RBG. So... Like you said, she was a uh, female trailblazer icon. I mean, she was the second female Supreme Court justice, and she was the first Jewish justice to the court. I mean, she served as the first female member of the Harvard Law Review. And throughout her career, she's always advocated for gender equality. She believed that the law was gender blind and all groups were entitled to equal rights. And actually, one of the five cases that she won before the Supreme Court, uh, it involved a portion of the Social Security Act that favored women over men because it granted certain benefits to widows, but not to widowers. I found that super cool. And honestly, that is only a fragment of the work that she's done in advocating for gender equality like I didn't have enough time to just go through her entire <laughs> career because her work has been prolific honestly like to those of you listening please 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 go do like a little bit of reading on uh Ginsburg because her work has been prolific and I've I was reading a couple of her dissents that she presented on the Supreme Court and man she is fiery <laughs> she spits fire like better than a dragon she will be legit about everything <laughs> oh yeah she'll like straight up just deliver those points no remorse nothing she will cut you and you won't even know <laughs> like i was i think i was watching a interview with uh ruth bader ginsburg and uh stephen colbert 
And oh, it was so much fun. And obviously, Colbert is a com- kind of a comedian, so he was trying to make the interview a little bit comedic. And literally, every every response that she gave was like calm, collected, and like thought through. Like he would ask her a question, she would pause, take her time, and then like calmly respond. That's so great. It's it's amazing. She like thinks everything through before she says it. That's so different from a certain someone in office right now. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> oh my God. I follow Trump on Twitter and I, can't. <laughs> I, I did it originally for the memes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I, um, every time I open Twitter, it's like his tweets are popping up because he's just tweeting so much now before the election. I, like, I've gotten like four aneurysms today. <laughs> Because I just, I swear, one of his tweets that I lost my mind to was, I, I and I quote, he tweeted this, we have more cases because we have more testing. Oh my God. What does that even mean? Oh my God. What does that even mean? But um, back to uh, Ginsburg, because I feel like if we go down this Trump rabbit hole, we will never <laughs> we'll come, never back, come out. back out. But um, so in... 1980, she uh, was appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals, uh, U.S. Court of District, District Appeals? I don't know, um, by Jimmy Carter. And she served on the court for 13 years until 1993 when Bill Clinton nominated her to the Supreme Court of the United States. And that, my ladies and gentlemen, is our legend, (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, And... Obviously, like throughout her years, she became so famous and so notorious in pop culture that in 2018, a movie called On the Basis of Sex was released. The film focused on Ginsburg's life and her early cases as a lawyer, law practitioner, whatever that is. So did you watch the film? Yeah. What do you think about it? Um, my AP government class, we watched it. Really? My teacher was like... It's the end of the semester. We've taken the AP test. Let's do something that's still involved in like government, but is like still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's such a good movie. Really, and it really amazed me, like the things she did in her life, because when she was in law school with her husband, you know, her husband got super sick and he could not like write or do anything. So what she would do was, while she was taking her classes and her notes and her tests, she would do his classes take the notes for him, read them to him, and then when he was ready to give her his homework, she would type it all out for him every day. It was amazing. I heard um, when she did that, she also graduated top of her class. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could. <laughs> I am struggling on my own to do <laughs> notes for myself. Dang! Yeah, and the Harvard professors that were obviously male, they were awful to her. So then she went to Columbia to teach, but, you know, she, like, came back for them. (laughs) Dang! Okay. I heard she was also the first professor or first female professor at Columbia to get tenure. Oh, wow. This lady has got so many achievements tucked under a belt. Like... (laughs) 
<laughs> she, oh my God, unbelievable. She is my icon, honestly. And I'm not even going into law, but mm-hmm. dang, gotta be like her. But um, a little fun fact. So the film's script was written by David, I'm gonna, or not David, I even messed up the first name. Uh, <laughs> Daniel uh, Steepleman. Oh God, please don't. <laughs> this entire season, I have been having trouble with names. Guys, I'm really sorry. I mispronounced um, Castor Semenia. I'm probably mispronouncing it again. <laughs> this whole this whole season, just names are not my friend. As long as you care, that's what matters. Yeah, but um, the it was written by Steepleman, who is actually Ginsburg's nephew. Oh. I did not know that, which it's better because who better to write like a auto, not autobiography, a biography than someone you know. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But um, so Ginsburg's fame actually started to rise in 2006 after Justice O'Connor's retirement left Ginsburg as the only serving female justice. Think about that. You're the only lady in like a room full of old men. You literally. God, I would lose my mind. It doesn't make any sense either because women are such a large part of the population. And, like, so much of the court is about women's rights. Right. <laughs> like, Roe v. Wade, exclusively about women's bodies. Yeah. So, how, like, how is it even reasonable that males are deciding what to do with female bodies? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I had to work in a workplace just with all men, sausage party, I would not. <laughs> I would not survive. I am so sorry. I, I need, like, a home girl, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just someone I can, like, female bond with, you know? No, like, no offense to guys out there, like, to the, to the, good, to the good boys, you the real <laughs> homies, but, like... You know, you we'll never understand what we go through. <laughs> yeah, or just imagine, like if you're if you're a ma- male and you're working in a company or an environment where it's all females, don't you wish you had a bro? Yeah, I mean it goes both ways, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel bad for her though, um, with all the sexism she's gotten from her career and just like her entire life. And um, so when she was on the Supreme Court, she was uh, known for her increasingly fiery dissents, particularly in the case Shelby County versus Holder. And in like in that case, her fiery dissents um, led to the creation of the notorious RBG, which was an Internet meme on Tumblr that compared her to the rapper, the notorious B.I.G. I didn't know it was a comparison to Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> I love that. I love notorious RBG. There's if you. You just type in uh, RBG, you will see like memes yeah. of her with like crowns on her head or like her with like the, the big like chunky gold necklaces. Yeah. It's funny, but honestly, well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so her her general attitude um, in her career and in her dissents is that major social change should not come from the courts, but from Congress and le- other legislatures. So this method. This method allows for social change to remain in Congress's power while also receiving guidance from the court, which that's how it should be. Yeah, because the legislation is most is the representation of the people or it's supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's how checks and balances are created. Each branch of government yeah. like checks each other. And so like 
the Supreme Court or just like the justice system gives advice so like the legislature knows, knows what to do. Yeah, what's in their bounds or out of their bounds. Right. And I feel like in recent times, that's not really what's happening. No. And it's kind of sad because that's how our founding fathers wanted it to happen. Um, but this is this is actually like a really cool fun fact. So she actually worked with President Obama to pass the very first piece of legislation that he signed, which was the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act of 2009. So this act um, is was enacted by Congress, which basically bolstered workers' protection against pay discrimination. So this allows individuals who face pay discrimination to seek rectification under federal anti-discrimination laws, which is amazing, super cool, because yeah. for a long time, and I think uh, even still now, women are paid less yeah. than men, which is whack, it's for a lack of a better word. It doesn't make any sense. Why? There's no point to it. Right? People will argue that it's science, but it's not science. How is it science? <laughs> People will say that women are too emotional or their hom- hormones take control, but that's not true at all. Like, we have a lot more self-control than men, it seems. Yeah. If anything, we're equals. Yeah. So I don't understand that how in 2020 there's people still supporting the wage gap. Like, I can, like, as a journalist, I can do the same exact work, if not better, than a male journalist, you know? Yeah, so you're both taking the same classes, getting the same degrees. Right. Yeah. What's the difference? I just have more emotion in my writing. <laughs> oh, no. I just I just get too emotional. I just, I can't write this because my hormones. Oh, no. This is pure sarcasm for those of you who <laughs> could not uh, discern that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, But actually, in terms of she was also a big, big, big supporter of the LGBTQ community. So um, she actually overturned several uh, discriminatory laws. So in 2003, the Supreme Court overturned uh, sodomy bans in the case of Lawrence versus Texas. Ginsburg again joined the majority in finding that criminalization of homosexuality was unconstitutional. Thank you, someone with common sense. <laughs> Woo! Um, this is actually uh, a pretty complex decision because the court upheld criminali- criminalization nearly 20 years earlier. So I'm so glad that uh, she kind of came in and she was like, you guys, think about it. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make <laughs> sense, you know? Um, but, uh, in like... The majority, which Ginsburg was a part of, found that the ruling, quote, demeans the lives of homosexual persons and that it was not correct when it was decided and it is not correct today. Preach! <laughs> what do you think about that? That, it, just, it literally makes so much sense because they're just people and the only reason there would be laws against them being themselves is because of um, religious beliefs. Yeah. Which shouldn't have a factor in government or laws. I mean, the U.S. is a secular government. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's supposed <laughs> to be. Like, literally in our constitution, separation of church and state. Yeah. But what we see happening in our country right now is religion is trying or is already getting melded into several laws yeah. that have already been implemented. Mm-hmm. And it's just... There's this one comparison that people make, like, 
you don't like homosexual people? Okay. I don't like peas. That doesn't mean I'm going to outlaw peas. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, just deal with yourself. <laughs> that's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the same thing with Roe v. Wade. Like, okay. I Like, personally, I, I am pro-choice. But yeah. that's like... Okay, so if you don't want to if you don't want to get an abortion, don't get an abortion. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you should like shun everyone else who will who wants or will get an abortion just because you don't want one doesn't mean that applies to everyone. Yeah, pro-choice isn't anti um anti or anti anti-abortion. Yeah. It's just about choice. Yeah, That's it's just it giving is. everyone a choice. Yeah. You know, like I it just baffles me that people don't understand that. Yeah. So if I feel like if pro-lifers and pro-choicers actually sat down and had like a feasible conversation, we would all be on the same page. Yeah. You know, um, it's just uh, it's my God. I have I have no words because to me, when I see all of this, it just makes sense. Yeah. It, like it, it's <laughs> it's common sense. Yeah, exactly. It's mind your own business. And just, if someone wants you there, just support them. Yeah. I mean, if I had a friend that was getting an abortion, like, and even if I did or did not support that, like, my duty as a friend would be to be there for them and support them during this tough time. Because no matter who you are, like, abortions are tough. Yeah. It's tough on the body. It's tough on the mind. Like, you're... For whatever reason, it's it's just tough, you know? Like, no woman just is like, all right, today I'm going to, like, go get an abortion. Like, woo! Like, just, no, no, no. Like, it's very emotionally, physically taxing. Yeah. It's, I saw this tweet on Twitter that said, um, a woman wanting abortion is, like, an animal who has its leg trapped in a, a animal trap, and it's, like, desperately trying to gnaw it off. Yeah. It's about survival. Yeah. Because how can you... How, how how can you support a child when you can't even support yourself? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know this sounds really morbid, but, like, you want, you want to bring a child into a good situation, into a good life. Mm-hmm. So just don't bring it into this world if you're not ready to give it a life. Especially if it's going to end up in foster care or with CPS because those... Those organizations are not good. Yeah. I know so many people who've been through both systems. It has been awful to them. Yeah. Just if, and like a child is a responsibility. Yeah. It's it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah. If you can't take care of that, then don't have a kid. Yeah. No one should force you into doing something that you're not comfortable doing. Right. Consent, people. (laughs) Consent. Um, But... Obviously, coming back to the topic, because there's so many points of digression in this episode today. But um, so, like, now that there's a conservative majority on the court with uh, Ginsburg's passing, what do you what do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't think good things will happen because they're already talking about repealing the gay marriage. Um, really? Yeah, they've already... There are at least two justices that want it to be repealed. Because I've heard about Roe v. Wade, like them trying to roll back protections on Roe v. Wade, but I have not heard about what? Yeah, it's seriously, like we just got this. Okay. Five, four years ago. Why can't you let the gays get married? Yeah, there's no... (laughs) What is your argument going to be? What is your argument going to be? Like, just... 
like let us have something, man. Like just marriage, okay? Yeah. At the very least. What is it gonna do? Like what? Like what is it gonna do? I, I, I that's what I don't understand. Like, like, where is your? What does it mean to you? What does it matter to you? It's not your life. It's not like we're forcing you to get. Oh like gosh. married to someone of your own sex. Have like, you seen that commercial? No, I've not. This, um, pro gay marriage commercial, and it's about this woman who comes home and she's like talking to her husband, and she's like, "Oh my God, they're letting gays marry. I don't want to marry a woman." And he's like, "I don't want to marry a man." And then the the commercial is like, "You don't have to do it. It's not about you." <laughs> <gasps> what? <laughs> I want to see this ad. Oh my God, I want to see it. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I did not know they were trying to repeal the gay marriage. That's that's ridiculous. Um, but speaking of a conservative majority on the court, let us talk about the most recent con- controversy surrounding Ginsburg replacement. So uh, if you've been following the news lately um, or if you've been living under a rock, I don't blame you. The news cycle is particularly b- brutal the past few weeks. Um, you have probably heard of Amy Coney Barrett, who um, whose nomination process has stirred a lot of controversy. So basically, uh, the Republican-led Senate nominated Barrett in a record amount of time, literally within a month. This is unheard of. Um, And so the confirmation hearing started on October 12th. That lasted four days. And then she was confirmed on the 26th. You guys, like, how long? Doesn't it take, like, months? It should. (laughs) Like, I think, how long did it take uh, Kavanaugh to get... I'm pretty sure it took, like, more than a month, like, at least, like, two months yeah. for him to get nominated. And for, like, other justices, it's taken even longer. Mm-hmm. She literally got nominated within a month. Like, that is crazy. And she, um, RBG's dying wish was that, and I quote, um, my most favorite wish is that I not be replaced until a new president is is installed. How, like... Will you not respect? She literally just died, and then you were like, "Mm, we were ready to replace her. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, like, so close to the election. It's what, I mean, now it's, like, a few days away, but, like, back... It doesn't make any sense. It makes me think of, um, sorry, this historical thing that happened where the Midnight Judges where, um, who was it? I think it was John Adams tried to put in a bunch of judges last minute Mm -hmm. when Thomas Jefferson was about to take uh, the presidential seat. And then they were like, well, technically you can't do that. (laughs) But that was like way, way back when, in the 1800s. And yet, something like this is happening now. What? 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 That is... That's crazy, y'all. And, I mean, this is actually um, hypocritical by the Republicans because, um, like, in 2016, um, the Republican majority refused to consider uh, Obama's nomination of Merrick Garland in 2016. And this is more than nine months before the end of Obama's presidency. And he wasn't even going to be able to be elected again. Yeah, like, it was It was just, like, his second, like, what is it? Like, second term? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was, like, nine months. But then Trump has, like, a month left. And they're just like, oh, yeah, like, let's nominate. And mind you, Trump has been able to nominate three justices. Oh, my God. Three. 
which now makes the um what's it called the uh court justice um like six to three yeah wait six plus three is nine yes it is oh my god <laughs> had to do a little bit of mental math um because uh school's got me brain dead but um do you think this move by Republicans was hypocritical? Oh, my gosh. Of course it was. There were at least two of them back in uh, 2016 who were like, you can call me out if I ever have someone. <laughs> was, that Lin- was that Lindsey Graham? I don't know. There were, like, so many people who said that exact thing. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was Lindsey Graham. Um, I actually found a clip um, that, that quoted Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. about... Like he was like he was like mark my words like you can you can quote me you can use my words, and then how hypocritical is that when Lindsey Graham and all these other Republicans are like trying to push uh, Barrett through like the this confirmation process? Yeah, um, why do you think Republicans move so fast to fill Ginsburg's seat? I think it's because they know that something like something's changing in the U.S. and whether it's we're gonna have a new president or. Um, the government's gonna be overruled. <laughs> oh my God! I <laughs> dramatically y'all, changed. Y'all brace yourselves. <laughs> I am like stockpiling. I'm just gonna like. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm Every, not stockpiling. There but. are some people who are like getting ready for the Civil War. Oh, oh God. <laughs> God, why is it like the 1800s all over again? It's insane. It's insanity because we went through this period where we were like things are getting better. We're going to get better. And then all of this happened and everyone's like, wow, things have actually gotten worse. <laughs> yep. There's a period of optim like, oh, my God. I, I like, think back to just, like, 2018 and I was like, wow, what a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We thought. <laughs> we thought. <laughs> you know, like, like New Year's Eve on, like, 2019, I was just like, 2020 is going to be a good year. It's, like, it's the start of a new decade. Really nope. I lied. <laughs> I was incorrect. <laughs> and it's as a history student, it's so interesting to watch all these things happen because it's such a repeat. History repeats itself. So much. This is like a Reagan thing that happened, and it's insanity that it's happening again, and no what one's do you mean paying by... attention. Well, okay, so Reagan did the thing with AIDS that Trump is doing with COVID. Mm-hmm. And... Reagan was an actor, and Trump was kind of an actor. A bad one. Yeah, they were both bad. <laughs> he was a B-list actor. Oh, I wouldn't even call Trump a B-list. I'd call him, like, F. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous that we would just let this happen, especially the generation that went through it would yeah. let this happen. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think they had a choice. Just, yeah, the people who lived during Reagan and were just like, yeah, this was... I mean, you mean our parents? I mean, yeah. Like, because when was Reagan in office? In the 80s. Yeah. The whole 80s. Yeah, so, like, basically her parents, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But... Coming back to Barrett. Yeah. Sorry. So um, I know, like I said, you guys, there's so many points of like, there's so many black holes that we could just 
get into because everything is so crazy. But um, coming back to like Barrett's confirmation hearing, uh, there was actually a handmaidens protest where activists dressed up as uh, handmaidens from the Handmaidens Tale to protest Barrett's nomination. And little fun fact, Barrett is actually affiliated with the People of Praise. It's a religious community. I would call it a cult, but don't don't quote me because it. It, it gives off very culty vibes, may I say. Um, so, <laughs> their high-ranking female leaders are actually called handmaids. I'm not even like I'm not even messing with y'all. It's so weird. Um, they're like the community people of praise. Um, they ab- oppose abortion and they hold men uh, like. They think men are divinely ordained as the head of both the family and the faith. And it's a duty of their wives to submit to them. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, well, first of all, if your leaders, if your female leaders have the word maid in their title, that's not good. <laughs> You're not wrong, man. <laughs> and like, it just, the fact that they would put someone in that's so intensely like obviously um religious and Mm right-leaning when just the past few years the court has been defending themselves as not obama judges or not trump judges and stuff like that judges are supposed to be secular yeah that's the point yeah people go to the justice system to get a fair like legal trial trial but what happens when you have someone with, like, such a strong religious background and faith? Like, s- sure, Barrett has said that her faith won't, and her faith and her background won't affect her ruling. But that's so untrue. But, okay, come on, guys. You, like, if anyone is religious, in some way your faith affects every single decision that you make. Yeah, because you put faith as a part of your identity. Right. Which makes sense, but... Faith gives you values. Mm-hmm. You like you use those values to lead your life, and you use those values that religion has instilled in you uh, to see the world. Yeah. You see the world however your religion has taught you to grow up and view the world. So how is it even reasonable for Barrett to say, my values and my religion won't affect the way I rule? Yeah, especially when those values are misogynistic. Yes. Like... You can have values and still be a secular person unless they're negative values, like you hate black people or you hate gay people. Like, obviously, that's a bias you have, and, like, everyone has biases, but that's an intense bias you have. Mm-hmm. She actually, um, I was, I saw something on, um, like, on an article about, like, what is she, what she has done. Oh, my God. She... You guys, she doesn't really have that much experience, experience as a judge because she's basically like she she was a judicial law clerk mm-hmm. and then she did like private uh, ca- like cases and private law like litigation and so on and so forth. And and then she was a professor at Notre, Notre Dame or is it Notre Dame? I don't know. Um, and so that's. Basically, all she's done, I I mean, like, I'm, I'm kind of looking at her little, like, her Wikipedia page, and I mean, uh, she's, 
she's been on like the like court of appeals for the seventh circuit mm-hmm. but honestly like compared to all the other justices she's got really no experience and for someone to be a supreme court justice that's not enough no that's the major thing about being a supreme court justice is you have all of these achievements and all these years of experience so of course you can be a part of the government mm-hmm. but now they have this person who has little to no experience like it was like two years on the circuit that she was a judge yeah that's so little like to be on the supreme court you are like the cream of the crop you're the top of the top best of the best like ruth bader ginsburg like she was on she was in the circuit for like 16 years or something. yeah and she's got like and like we talked before um she has so many achievements under her belt even before she got nominated yeah. to the supreme court same with every single other justice that is on the Supreme Court. It's supposed to be a merit—I can't say it. Merit-based. Meritocracy. Yeah. Where your achievements are what make you so spectacular and such a good person to be in the government. It shouldn't be um, your opinion matches mine, so of course you should go in. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally everyone who's, like, searching for a job or an internship. Like, currently I'm internship hunting. I would be mad if like someone who's like a who's who's like a first year journalism student got this internship rather than me who's a third year. Yeah. Like what? Because yeah, they have and if they've had no experience or no achievements in their life, they're just new to this. Yeah. And you just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Like yeah, you like you sound cool. Like let's yeah. do it. I mean, good for like good for the first year student that got the internship, but like come on. That's messed up. That's messed up. Like I <laughs> you have to equally and openly think about all options. And obviously they didn't cuz they rushed her in. Yeah. Basically cuz they're so desperate there at least they as in Republicans are so desperate in filling that seat because who knows what's going to happen? And they want that conservative majority on the court so they can basically get what they want. Yeah, and I mean, some re- control. yeah, I mean, Republicans already have control of the Senate. So they're already basically in control of, I mean, like what, like three fourths of the government yeah. already. So um, it's, it's concerning, man. Um, like, what do you like? One spirit is like, officially working I I think is she already working or I, have no idea. I don't know but assuming that she is um what do you think Barrett will do like do you think she's gonna overturn Roe v. Wade like um I'm hoping that that doesn't happen hopefully soon. yeah but I like I'm thinking back on some of the cases that she has done and I'm terrified you because wanna... in one of them she stated Breathing wasn't a constitutional right. What? Yeah, there was a police officer who obviously choked an African-American person, and she was like, she argued that breathing wasn't a constitutional right. Yeah, it's not constitutional. They didn't think they had to write it down. To live is an inherent right. (laughs) Excuse me, I've run into... A cop, like I'm having like an error 404 right now. Yeah. What? What? That, that's a problem I see with her as well, is she takes the text so seriously. She focuses entirely just on the text rather than on implied things. Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. There's a difference between, like, taking something word for word and then, like, interpretation. Uh-huh. As, like, a literature minor, 
no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Like, hello? Like, metaphors? Similes? <laughs> Allusions? Has no one taken, like, high school English? Like, AP Lit? General Lit? Anyone? Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, that's... That's, like, the people who literally take the Bible or any other religious oh text, God. like, word for word. Like, for example, I'm not I'm not Christian, but in the Bible, there is something that says, like, like something about, like, fabrics. Mm-hmm. Like, you're only supposed to wear, like, cotton or, like, pure fabrics. Yeah. Who's following that? Who? Not the Christians. <laughs> no, because it's physically, like, unfeasible. Like, unless you make your own clothes, which, mm-hmm. if you do, kudos to you. That's yeah. some, like, That's real good work. dedication <laughs> and, like, hard work, man. But virtually, like, things that were in the Bible are were meant for that time period. And they've also been mistranslated. There are so many different translations. That's true. It wasn't originally written in English. Spoiler yeah. alert, Christians. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a Christian, too. <laughs> like, I, like, I respect Christianity, and, like, I mean, I, like, I, I'm a Hindu, and there are some things in Hinduism which cannot be applied to modern-day life. Yeah. But that's the thing. Interpretation. Religion is open to... Sorry. That's okay. Um, religion is open to interpretation. And so is... The, the law. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm still baffled that she s- tried to argue that breathing wasn't I a constitutional think right. She succeeded in arguing it, but I'm not entirely. Are sure. you serious? I hope not. She filibustered her way through that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, I don't think. I'm really, really hoping that. So, have you seen AOC's tweets? Oh, of course. I love yeah. AOC. Yeah. yeah. She mentioned something about expanding the court. Yes, which, court packing. Yeah, yeah. They've talked about that in the past historically also, but I think that would be a good idea right now. Why? Like, how do you think so? Because Republicans have said that it would be, like, unconstitutional, when in reality there's no specific law. Because they've been acting unconstitutional. So if uh, they're going to break the mold, then why can't anyone else? Right. I mean, I honestly, I support court packing. Um, Obviously, I haven't done as much research as I should. Um, I'm actually currently writing an article about it. So we'll see. Um, Currently in the process of researching it. But honestly, in my opinion, if the court has to be balanced, right? The court needs to present the perspectives of the American people. So like not saying that I I wouldn't want a completely liberal court either. No, I'm saying someone who has experience (laughs) experience and like i mean even like you can't really take out barrett because now she's nominated and like you can't exactly you can't fire a supreme court justice essentially but i mean the court represents the will of the american people Mm -hmm. so if it's not it's currently not representing the american people when it is so grossly misbalanced yeah so, yeah, I, I agree that we should put in three more um, liberal justices or, like, moderate justices yeah. to balance out the court. But I don't understand why uh, a lot of conservatives and a lot of Republicans are opposing this. If you have any dissenting opinions about court packing, please um, feel free to comment below. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I would love to have... Uh, in-depth discussion with someone who does not believe in court packing because to me it seems like common sense yeah and it's interesting because they're also 
like they're just so opposed to anything that could make things more fair mm-hmm. which is a problem which is something people need to question and i'm not saying it's each and every republican but it's the party and the party system has been really problematic in recent years oh yeah and it needs to be more closely looked at and evaluated Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally understand that. So last question. Um, Do you think Barrett is going to uh, hinder or continue the work uh, RBG has done? Because Trump has basically control Z'd everything, almost everything (laughs) Obama has done. So do you think uh, Barrett is going to follow in that footstep? Yeah, I think she's going to hinder what RBG has done. Because at the very least, she's going to want to make a name for herself. And it's going to be totally against RBG. Mm-hmm. And at the very most, um, she didn't agree with what she's done, and she's going to want to take it back. <laughs> what do you feel about the name, um, the notorious ACB, that people have given Amy Coney Barrett? Be original, at least. Right. If you're going to do this, be original, because that's just boring and disgusting. She hasn't done anything to earn that. Right. You're just trying to make her cooler. And it's not working. Yeah. Everyone knows she's not notorious. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are trying to um, give her the, like, level and status that Ruth Bader Ginsburg already had. But Ginsburg had to work for that. Yeah. Barrett hasn't done anything. Literally nothing. Also, when I read ACB, I swear I read it at ACV, and I was like, who's who's <laughs> using apple cider vinegar? <laughs> what? Um, but um, so no to uh, ACB. Yes to RBG. Yes. So um, any final comments, any thoughts, any controversial opinions about this mess that we're living in? I hope things change, and that's all I can say. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All right, guys, that's concluded an episode of The Coven. Join us next week for more fun content. Um, See ya.